There's an egg shortage in the UK. There's now an egg shortage in New Zealand. Ireland is bringing in new hate speech laws. New Zealand has been continuously trying to bring in new hate speech laws over the last couple of years, and so has a lot of other Western nations. New Zealand is wanting to change the voting age to 16. Australia and the Green Party over there and others are now pushing to lower Australia's voting age to 16 as well. So many coincidences. There's just all these coincidences all across the world, and they are all just coincidences, I'm sure. Meanwhile, Cindy, Jacinda Ardern, Cindykins, she's come back from overseas and put Parliament in, um, into, a, into urgency and is trying to push through a bunch of new bills. Why? Seems very strange. We're going to go into all of that in just one second. But first, welcome, as always, to another episode of the Arriving Somewhere with Matt J podcast, commentary, comedy, and conversation. Please remember to like, share, subscribe, and comment, and any other good thing that you can think of. Okay, well, welcome to episode 59 of your new favorite podcast. And yeah, look, well, there's a few things that I want to discuss today. I was just in the supermarket. The reason I brought up the egg situation, I was just in the supermarket and on the shelf they said, we apologize for the egg. We have no eggs, basically. There's an egg shortage. So, okay, first time hearing about this. I thought that was happening in the UK and not over here. But now it's happening in New Zealand too. And the apparent reason for that is that there's new regulations coming in in New Zealand about how you can farm and produce eggs and so while the industry adjusts to all of that there's going to be shortages according to one farmer in New Zealand that they had on the morning show that 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 will probably it'll be quite a quite a tight situation until March February next year and then he's also saying the prices potentially going to be increased from next year onwards because of the new season feed uh, that will be that they'll have to purchase because prices have obviously increased everywhere in every sector. So yay, eggs, egg shortages and egg increases in price. So if you're in a situation with your own chickens right now, good for you. Look after them. I'm sure at some point in the future there's going to be potentially a chicken shortage. And then, oh no, here's some fake eggs. Here's some GMO AI controlled robotic chickens that are crapping out soy eggs or something so look after your chickens because i can't imagine that this is going to get better in the short term and it will be very interesting to see if other countries start to undergo the same the same fate with eggs anywho so i did want to talk about jacinda ardern coming back from overseas and putting parliament under urgency it's very interesting to me that she was over there in I think it was Indonesia, wasn't it, In the at the G20 summit. And people like Klaus Schwab and that were over there. And there's images of her with him. Anyway, she comes back from this meeting and suddenly Parliament's under urgency. Now, supposedly the excuse is that when the Queen died, they lost some time there. The head of state obviously dying. And now the excuse is that we, we were behind on our work. It's... <laughs> It sounds like political spin to me, but anyway, so she's come back, put Parliament under urgency last week where they were going from something like nine in the morning to midnight over several days, pushing over 20 bills through various stages, some being 
in, in the later stages, some in the early stages, obviously. But the main ones were digital ID framework that getting pushed through and also three waters, which by my understanding has now become four waters, possibly five waters. But that's going to be rammed through before Christmas. And essentially what three waters is, is it's your drinking water, wastewater, stormwater. And now they've supposedly added in coastal water and geothermal. But I can't, haven't had time to look at the bill because there's so many of these bills. And look, this is the point. I'm going to push in, go under urgency, have 20, 24, 25 bills, whatever it is. Most of us have lives and are just trying to get on with our lives. And we don't have time to keep an eye on everything that the government's doing and parliament's doing. And this is all designed to just overwhelm. It's overwhelm and confuse. And so this is what I think happened with the Make It 16 vote in New Zealand, that the court the court order, well not the court order, sorry, the, the court that the court ruling in favour of Make It 16. And now there was a big news story in New Zealand. Should we lower the voting age to 16? Meanwhile, the media is not covering the fact that Parliament went under urgency and is trying to push through all these or advance all these different bills. I didn't see any of the major news outlets covering it. In fact, I only found one article, and it was from two days before this happened, discussing three waters. So I, what I think happened was the Make It 16 was used as cover. It was just a big distraction Hey, look over here, look over here, look over here. Don't look what we're doing over here. And granted, I fell for that a little bit uh, until Chantal Baker came out with a video and pointed out what was happening in Parliament. So anyway, the the big one, and it's people are very against Three Waters. Basically, it's taking the water rights off the local regions, local councils, and centralising it in Wellington under a, a water authority, and then giving it a co-governance model. And we are so segregated in this country already that the power gets centralised in Wellington and then what Ardern has done is basically split this country in two. So you've got the the Māori, native New Zealanders, and then other New Zealanders is what's happening in this country. So you've got Māori wards, you've got uh, in our health system and political-wise, and uh, you, you vote based on race. You know, we don't vote as as one people anymore. It's, it's split. Uh, the health system's split into... Māori Pacific and then the rest of New Zealand. Now the water and the co-governance model that they're trying to bring in because what Ardern believes in is a, a partnership between Māori and the Crown and instead of when the treaty was signed in 1840 that it was two people in New Zealand, two peoples, the two peoples of New Zealand I guess you'd call it, Māori and the Europeans coming together under one sovereign government or under the Crown. That's not what Ardern and Co and others believe. They don't. They believe in a co-governance model. And essentially, what's what's happening there is segregation, and you're giving power over to a small, small percentage of people that will have a huge impact on this country, massive impact on this country. And I think a lot of us are just ignorant about the dark path that this this takes. But there's huge opposition to three waters. Again, is it now four waters, five waters? I'm not entirely sure. But there's massive opposition to this, particularly from the farming sector. As you can imagine, they're basically taking the control of water away from the locals. Yet, this is going to be rammed through before Christmas, and because Ardern and Labour have full power, 
absolute power. I posted that to Instagram, actually. This is two and a half years ago, whenever they got elected, just after the all the lockdowns, all the, you know, the country's lockdown. And she guided us through, old Cindy, she guided us through the disease. And then we all got hit by the disease anyway, so it doesn't matter. And don't worry about it, it didn't work, but we just destroyed the economy. But she did, she guided us through, she protected us. And uh, then she got voted in overwhelmingly, and there were no roadblocks now. So the guy that was in with her, that helped her win her first election, he got voted out, his party got voted out, we're under an, under an MMP model. So New Zealand first got voted out, and they were kind of the handbrake to this radical socialist agenda when that when he failed to get back in suddenly they had an overwhel- an overwhelming majority and so now this is what happens now she's actually in political trouble and she's come back from overseas and who's what was she talking about to people Trudeau and and Schwab and whoever else she met over there did she meet Gates over there I don't know but what's happened what's happened she's come back overseas put it under urgency a year out from the next election people don't want this People do not want this. And the whole idea is that we're going to provide clean and safe drinking water to New Zealanders, clean up the rivers, clean up all the all the problems with the water system. Yet, not all local councils and local regions had problems with their water system. Some did, some needed help, some needed funding. It gets complicated, it gets messy, sure. But to centralise the entire, all of our water, under, to Wellington, and then give it a co-governance model, it's terrifying. But as I said, this wasn't covered. What was happening in Parliament wasn't covered from what I saw. The only article I found from last week was... They've now updated it, so I can't even give you an actual date that they first published it, so wonder what they've changed. Ah, that's, uh, that's annoying. It would have been nice to get the original one. Anyway, so this was just a few days before it kicked off. And then while it was going last week, not one of the late last week too, as they do, while while it's going into the weekend and no one's paying attention, the mainstream so the mainstream media wasn't paying attention to this or or refusing to cover it. I think you can make up your own mind as to why they don't want to cover it. But anyway, this is from Newsroom. I'll just go through a little bit of this article. Uh, three waters to pass through Parliament in time for Christmas. I love the headline. In time for Christmas. That's a great graphic, great, great gift for us all. Uh, water? No, no, you don't need that. We'll take that off you, and uh, we'll we'll divvy it up as as we see fit to each, according to his need, as they say. Okay, so this is any speculation the government might yet ditch controversial three waters legislation has been quashed, with the leader of the house confirming it will pass before Christmas. With an election roughly twelve months away, the government will be hoping voters will have forgotten their anger and upset over the centralisation of the country's three waters by the time they return to work in the new year. I know we're just going to forget that you've taken our water away from us. It says the splits and divisions over how to fix New Zealand's water infrastructure has been wide-reaching with urban and rural communities as riled up as each other. Councils needing help paying for system upgrades have sat on one side of the argument versus those that have a bigger ratepayer base and don't want to carry the financial load of others. Now it says, getting the water services bill passed in next month's sitting block puts reasonable distance between the at times ugly debate and an election looking increasingly likely to be set, to be set down for November. An ugly debate, you, you think so? Yeah, well I heard that there was, been, there was over 80,000 submissions 
for three orders. 80,000 submissions. I'm, I think it's fair to assume that most of those were anti, or at least critical of the bill. 80,000 in a country of 5 million or so people. That's a huge, huge blowback on this. And there's signs around the country absolutely everywhere that, say, that are protesting it, saying end three waters. Uh, back to the article, it says, it's the ripping off the band-aid approach, which has been used by many a government in decades gone by. A recent example was former Prime Minister John Key, said they have to go back to the opposition party, with selling off parts of state-owned enterprises in 2013, despite a public poll showing deep opposition. Uh, Three Waters is just one of many pieces of legislation being progressed through the House under urgency this week as the government clears the decks before summer. I'm just going to get it through. Summer's coming up. Better get all our our things in. Can we go through, is the everyday man going to be able to, no, they're not going to be able to go through all these. Is the media going to cover it for us? No. The very, very concerning stuff? No. Where is that buried and what legislation, what bills are, is it buried? Be very interesting to see what's in the digital ID framework bill. But again, that's just setting up the, what I, what I think happened, in my opinion, was the QR code was the testing ground for it. And now we're getting some framework put in place legally, law-wise, under in, in a bill. And speaking of bill, uh, Jacinda Ardern and Bill Gates have partnered, well, Ardern's partnered with Bill Gates to roll out digital IDs. So I'm going to talk about that later on in the week and see where that has, uh, what that involves. But this is just some of the reporting that I've seen over the last couple of weeks. Very, very disturbing. Now, Parliament, back to the article, Parliament is expected to sit until the end of Friday, but could flow into Saturday, depending on how much debate there is. There are 24 bills, all at varying stages of the legislative process, that are proceeding through urgency this week to make up for lost time. There it is, sitting when the House rose for a week to mourn the passing of the Queen. Four of those bills will go straight through without being referred to select committee. Again, there is no opposition to the. Well, there is opposition, but there is no opposition with power to stop it so it's just what they want to push and they can basically do it that's my understanding anyway now the legislation that has garnered the most public criticism is the water services bill three waters which will create four new publicly owned water entities to run the country's storm drinking and wastewater through centralization oh we love centralization don't you just love to hear that word Now, the pushback from quite a few councils has been severe, particularly since the local government elections early last month, prompting renewed speculation the government may back down on the idea. But no, 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 they're definitely not. But on Wednesday, leader of the House, Chris Hipkins, told Newsroom he was confident all stages of the bill would pass before Christmas. It goes on to say that the... to, to try and take the sting out of... The opposition accusing them of ramming through the bill under urgency. They're only going through the committee stage this week. And the third and final reading of the Water Services Bill is set down for the two-week sitting block in December before Parliament rises for the summer summer break. So they'll take our water off us, they'll centralise it, and then they'll just go on their holidays. Oh, we did a great job, guys. Everyone disperse. Go on your break with your family. And by the time we come back, everyone would have forgotten, so don't worry about it. And as we know, the majority of voters these days do seem to have amnesia when it comes to what's been happening. And it's just whatever is happening at that very exact moment. So when the elections come up next year, 
it'd be very interesting to see what Labour and Ardern are pushing right around the election time and to see what people think. I just can't see how people can vote for these tyrants. And yet they will. They justify it. They think it's kind and caring. They think, oh, we're just cleaning up the water. No, no, they've taken the water rights off of us. And I need a bit of water um, right now. Sorry. <laughs> Going to have to go ask Cindy if I can have a cup. Now, Hipkins, leader of the House Hipkins, told us uh, that many of the bills being dealt with under urgency had already been through rigorous scrutiny. They are largely technical and relatively uncontentious bills. We're doing things like pushing out the deadline for healthy home standards and making the changes announced yesterday to clean car standards. Hipkins said he would be surprised if anyone was surprised by any element of the legislation being progressed. I'm not surprised by anything that this government does. It's not surprising to me. It's still it's still shocking that you do it, but not surprising. I'm trying to differentiate between the two there. Now, act leader, one of the oppositions, David Seymour says says the the number of bills being dealt with under urgency shows how disorganised the government is. While Nationals Chris Luxon described it as irresponsible and in the case of Three Waters completely mad. I do like that the at the very least that the opposition is against Three Waters and against hate speech stuff. They've come out and said things against that before too. But the opposition in New Zealand is not one of them stood up for the unmedicined people during the lockdowns. Not one of them came out against what was happening and stood up for New Zealanders' rights, God-given rights. So there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of snakes. And I don't think that, I think New Zealand politics is in is real trouble. I don't see anybody there that I would be willing to vote for, happily, anyway. But at the very least, there's some people speaking up here against Three Waters and, well, hate speech and things along those lines. Now, speaking of the hate speech, Dear Ireland, what are you doing? The Irish government criminalise hate speech, effectively silencing those who hold different opinions. Penalty is up to five years imprisonment. This is according to the Gateway Pundit. So this is just something that was sent to me about an hour ago. So I haven't looked into all of it, but this is what's being reported so far. The Irish government is now planning to criminalise hate speech and hate crimes, which is, which is expected to become the law before the end of the year. The new, the new legislation will criminalise any intentional or reckless communication or behaviour that is likely to incite violence or hatred against a person or persons because they are associated with a protected characteristic, the government said. Interesting language being used, isn't it? likely to is very uh, subjective also what what kind of people do you think get offended by speech and are more likely to complain or file a report or get the cops on onto you what sorts of people do you think would be doing those do you think that laws like this are going to be weaponized against other groups just one of the unintended consequences or maybe an intended consequence to shut us up. Control words, control minds, as I've said over and over again. Now this says, if you are found guilty of this offence, you could face a sentence of five years in prison. Now, we are all horrified when we hear of homophobic, racist and other hateful incidents in our country. While these repulsive acts of violence and abuse against innocent people have been extensively reported on, we know that some people go about their lives constantly in fear of abuse simply because of who 
they are, said Helen uh, McEntee, uh, Minister for Justice of Ireland. So that's what's happening in Ireland. Horrible stuff. Horrible stuff. And I've said again, over and over and over again, that I'm sure Ireland has the same, but we have laws against slander and threats, violent threats, actual threats. There's already all of these types of laws in place. But here we are, going to use a broad term like hate speech that no one can actually define. And now things, well, we've seen it over the years, things like jokes get criminalized or penalized. Cops get called on people for posting a joke online or a comedian or comedians in the UK that have actually had the cops come to their shows because someone in the audience complained. Now, it's only a matter of time before algorithms and AI and whatnot is going to be scanning and just scanning and just scanning and then flagging, which already happens on social media. We know that you get the notification come up saying, well, actually, if you want the real information about the virus and what's happening in the world, you should probably click on our link. It's all mainstream media stuff. We're not biased at all. Trust us, trust us, trust us. We are your one source of truth. You already see that happen on social media. Now, it's only a matter of time before that just gets funneled straight to some sort of crime board and then they go from there. And really what I see, this is there's a real problem that information is not controlled by the powers that be anymore. Things like podcasting like this or videos and social media channels reporting and having their own thoughts and opinions. It's a big no because there's, there's too much mis- misinformation and even worse, disinformation. But it's not like the government and the big media outlets are pushing any dis- you just got to trust them. So we know where this leads. This is Orwellian stuff. And it's it's worse than authoritarianism. It's leading to a totalitarian system, as I go on about all the, all the time. But these things continue to pop up. So I will continue to point them out. Lastly for today, the it seems the Green, I think it's the Green Party, have a renewed push to lower Australia's voting age to 16 as well. And of course, what happened in New Zealand last week, if you want to listen to the, uh, the last episode, make it 16, episode 58, that I think it was used here as a distraction. So if you're if you're an Australian, what are they distracting you from over there? Is that a serious push? How far along is that? Is it just that they're trying to get your attention, look over here and don't look at what's happening over that way? Keep an eye on that. That would be my advice after what happened here last week. But yeah, the uh, it says Monique Ryan and the Greens renew push to lower Australia's voting age to 16. Now maybe, it's just coincidence, maybe she's just riding on the back of the Supreme Court ruling in New Zealand. I don't know, but it seems a little bit sus. Okay, going to leave it here for today, but I'll be back tomorrow with another brilliant, hilarious, informative show for you Uh, you'll have a great time time of your life you'll enjoy listening to my my voice straight into your ear holes and yeah and and with saying all that just remember to to like this and share it comment and subscribe and any other good thing that you can think of but look thank you for listening to another episode of the arriving somewhere with matt j podcast commentary comedy and conversation And I'll talk to you again in the next one.